The following is a Breaker and Bane Network production. Are you ready, ready for the Obscure Superstar? Welcome once again to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. My name is Brian Breaker. I'm coming at you so- solo here with another uh, exciting edition. Last time I was solo, I was talking all about Joey Abs of the Mean Street Posse. And, um, you know, I, I really, I was sitting there thinking like to myself, like, man, who am I going to do? Who am I going to do this week? Who is the perfect person to be on this podcast? Who is the perfect obscure wrestler to be on the show and that's when I came up with it and I think you're gonna like it because today I'm talking all about the one and only Tank Abbott uh, Tank Abbott um, was an interesting was an interesting character in the WCW era um, Tank obviously David Abbott is his real name it came from uh, shoot fighting from the UFC world uh, Tank was more of not so much like the MMA style guy where it was just like a great wrestler or great at jiu-jitsu or something to where it led to MMA. Tank was like a barroom brawler. But he was kind of like what you would assume early days of UFC would be like. Just this mean, rough, rugged, nasty looking dude that would just knock your lights out. And that's pretty much exactly what he was as far as uh, as pro wrestling was concerned. He showed up in WCW in either late 99 or early 2000. Um, so sadly, he kind of got there at the point of the business really declining, especially for WCW. Um, Tank didn't have a whole lot going for him at the time. Um, I think the problem is is when they, they push guys like Ken Shamrock and Goldberg and, and guys like that that kind of have the shoot-fighting style, Big, mean, ripped up. Tank wasn't that. I mean, Tank was beer belly, hairy chest, missing teeth. I mean, he was not the prettiest looking guy in the world. So he um, he kind of didn't fit the bill. And I don't think people really completely bought into him ever. Uh, not to say that he was bad at what he did. It just it never really worked. Um, Tank's biggest feud that I can recall came at the likes of a guy named Big Al, who supposedly was a fight promoter. That was his character. I don't know who Big Al was. I don't know if he was a wrestler portraying a gimmick. I don't know if it was Tank's friend. I don't know the situation. They had one pay-per-view match, and I had heard rumor that uh, in the match, Tank pulls a knife on Big Al, right? Now, this is when WCW was strict on, like, no bad things and you can't call a foreign object a foreign object. It's an international object. Like, really weird stuff like that. Almost like we don't want to be racist, but it's like, it's not racist. That's what it's called. And I understand, or it's like, you know, call it a weapon. Don't call it an international object. That's stupid. But uh, anyway, so they tell Tank, get a gimmick, and like you're going to kill Big Al. Like you're going to take him out. Now, sometimes I've noticed with certain people, wrestling can kind of take a life of its own here. I think that was definitely the case here. I think they probably said, like, something you're going to kill him with. 
I think Tank took that 100% literally because he comes out with a knife and puts it to Big Al's throat on pay-per-view. Uh, that actually happened. WCW freaks out and the angle was completely scrapped. Um, probably no, no fault of Tank's. It just was like, whoa, what the hell are you doing, man? Um, and he was like, we said get a gimmick. Well, yeah, we, we assumed a shovel or a wrench or a, a lead pipe or a kendo stick or a steel chair, not a knife. And um, so that's just classic uh, WCW right there. Uh, Tank Abbott eventually uh, did what any legit badass shoot fighter would do. He joined up with three counts and started dancing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's like one of those things. Hey, we're gonna punish you, or hey, this we don't really know what to do with you, or. Maybe this will be entertaining. Um, I feel there's a difference in pro wrestling between being entertaining and just doing something weird. I think this is the case of just doing something weird and thinking, oh, that'll get a pop. But it's like, that's not the right kind of pop. That's not the pop you would you should want. You have a guy who's a legit badass shoot fighter knocking people out. That was his thing. He was knocking people out with the punch. And they were, they were feeding him like legit tough guys like Brian Nobbs and um, Haku known as Ming at the time, the Barbarian. Uh, guys like that, they're feeding it to him, and he's just knocking him out with the punch. That was his thing. He's the punch, the punch, the punch. And it was actually kind of working, I felt. I didn't think it was, like, taking off, like, wow, this is going to be a great gimmick. But they were trying to build the Goldberg thing, I think, with him. Like, Tank Abbott will just knock you out. He's not pretty. He's not polished. He's not a great wrestler, but he can knock your lights out. And that's not always a bad thing to have a guy like that on your card. Where it's like, well, that's not traditional. Well, that's not really pretty wrestling. Well, that's not really anything to write home about. But there's something to be said about a guy that can just knock a guy out. It's different. And I think sometimes in wrestling, different's good. You can't just have the same shit over and over and over again. So anyway, um, that's that was the story which they went with. Um, and then he starts dancing with free, three count. And then, of course, WCW about a year later was purchased through uh, by uh, the Vince McMahon and the WWF at the time. Eventually to become the WWE, and a few contracts were picked up. Um, Shane Helms, um, Shannon Moore of Three Count were. Evan Courageous was not. And then a few guys were kind of given like, hey, come to developmental and we'll see what we can do with you. Um, Jimmy Yang, a.k.a. Akio, a.k.a. Um, what was his name in WCW? I think it was just Yang. He was a member of the Young Dragons. You know, he was eventually picked up, brought in as Akio, then, then released and repackaged as Jimmy Wang Yang. And things like that, and some guys eventually got somewhere. A lot of them didn't, and that's unfortunate. But that's just kind of the way the business works. Not everyone from WCW was picked up, and a big part of the invasion being a flop was at the time on top in WCW. You had Sting, Luger, Goldberg, Buff Bagwell, Booker T, Steiners, um, and, and several others. Um, and so when WCW was bought. You had like Booker T and DDP. Well, DDP was another one. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hogan, a few others like that. None of those guys came at the time. So WCW's two top guys were Booker T and DDP. As far as WWE programming and the rest were, you know, Canyon, um, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, um, Lance Storm. And not to say the name of them were bad talents. It was just you can't do Stone Cold Steve Austin against, you know, Chuck Palumbo. It's not going to work. Um, and so it was what it was, and, it, and it's just it's kind of a shitstorm, you know. And uh, that's where uh, the invasion basically lasted about six months and was wrapped up because it just was not working. Did one big pay per view to finish it all, and it just nobody cared, and that's that's all it was. The WCW eventually teamed with ECW. They became the Alliance. The Alliance 
then people would just jump over for no reason. It was like, oh, I'm joining the Alliance. And I was like, uh, what? Didn't make any sense, but it was what it was. So anyway, um, that is that. That is the tale of Tank Abbott. I'm sure he eventually got back into shoot fighting. He did a, he did a few movies. Um, he's done some stuff. He has been very irrelevant for a while, and that's that's something uh, that me and Bane both strive for in the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. When we record this, I want you to, when a new episode pops up, it's like, oh, didn't think about him. Bingo. And that should be how it is. And I think ta- Tank Habit certainly fits that bill. So anyway, thank you guys for listening to this edition. I am Brian Breaker. Me or Bane or somebody else will be back in two weeks to bring you another edition of the OSS. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram, the official Instagram of this page, at obscure underscore superstar underscore spotlight. And um, we'll be back in two weeks to give you another great edition of the OSS. See you in 14 days, people. (laughs) 